Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. Good morning. Lysandra Hamilton. Did you get on here so I could cry? Ooh, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to worship him for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't even know all the details of the journey, but I know what we've been praying. And I know I see the power of God moving in your life, Lysandra Hamilton. And I am so grateful to God for what he has done for you. Because I know your story wasn't supposed to be what we're seeing here today. So I'm going to bless God for you today. Father, thank you. Thank you for Lysandra. Thank you for her life. Thank you for her healing. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for being the intervening variable. Thank you that the prayers were heard. Thank you for restoration, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, I don't know her story. My God, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sparing her life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. It is well, woman of God. It is well, 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 it is well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. What a testimony, what a testimony, what a testimony, what a testimony. God, we just glorify you, we magnify you. You don't even have to know her story. Y'all just need to praise praise with me. Just thank God with me. My God, I thank you, 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 I thank you for her life. 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 I thank you for sparing her life. I thank you for her purpose. I thank you for the call on her life. I thank you for for your faithfulness. I thank you. You are a healer. My God, I thank you. 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 My God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. Thank 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 you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, you know, we've been praying. Yeah, thank you. 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 You are sovereign. You are just. You are fair. I know a miracle when I see one. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. She is a living testimony to the power and glory of God and how you work in our life and how you work on our behalf. I'm just going to tell you this about Lysandra. She's been been connected. We've been connected for a long time. I've not gotten to just, I need to hug her. Um, her journey of health has been a fight. 
but she has persevered, which means continual grace to the end. She has persevered. Like she would not give up. She would not faint. And she just kept pressing in and it was hard and it was hard on her family. And it was just a hard circumstance and a hard situation. And she just kept pressing and she just kept trusting God. And that's why I told you it only takes a little bit of faith, right? And her body for the last few years has just been attacked and the enemy has just been assaulting her and coming against her marriage and um, coming against her health and coming against her mind. And man, we got a breakthrough the other day and she posted a testimony on Facebook and I'm just like, God, this is our story. And it's not even my journey, but it is our story. It is our story. And I just thank you, Lord God, for being healer and sparing her. He spared her life. The enemy was trying to take her out of here before her time and he spared her life. And it took some moments, like it, it took some moments, it took some time, but the healing still manifested, like the healing still manifested, the healing still manifested. And this woman of God is on this earth and she is here and she is full of purpose and God is not finished with this story. And I just cannot wait to see what this story looks like. So y'all going to praise him again one more time. Father, thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. 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 It is not too late. It is never too late for God to do what he said he would do. You just got to hold on. You just got to persevere. You just got to put in place, continual grace until the end. And so God, I am so faithful. I am so just grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Tracy, um, you and her, you know, y'all been on my list. <laughs> y'all were on my list. You, her and Jeanette's daughter, Lily. I'm waiting on that testimony too. Y'all have been on my list for continual prayers for healing. So I'm just grateful for the breakthrough. I'm just grateful to see the prayers are answered. I'm just grateful to see God move on our, on her behalf. She is a walking, living testimony and God is going to do it exceedingly abundantly above. And so Lysandra, I just speak restoration in your life. I thank you, Father God, that everything that the enemy stole from you is being returned and restored to you sevenfold. I thank you. And I like, and, and even the funny part is even in all her towels and trials and everything that she was going through, she would message me and encourage me, right? She would message me and encourage me and she would sow into the ministry. Like it was just so powerful to see, um, what happened and the power of God operating in our life. And sometimes we don't see it, but she would, she would encourage me. And I mean, it was just amazing to see this testimony, to see her fighting for health, to see, to see her still honor kingdom while she was fighting for health. She is a walking, living testimony, a vessel for God. And I'm just honored to call you sister. And I'm just honored to, to know you. And I'm just grateful for who and what God is in your life. Can y'all celebrate Jesus one more time? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we honor you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you. You are a glorious father. You are just, you, you are do your honor today and always, Lord God. So we just bless your name with the fruit of our lips. We just say thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Hilda, Chala gave me the testimony um, the other day. I got another testimony in. We prayed for a young man over here. Uh, I remember the Lord. I remember the Lord talked to us about him and he is doing well and he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And Chala texted me and told me that, that that day when we were on the devotional, you guys went to the hospital and he accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. We're winning for kingdom. We are winning for kingdom. So thank you for sharing that testimony with me that the young man that was in the bad car accident. I don't know if you guys remember that. And we have, we were on here and we prayed for him and Hilda gave us a word for him and then her and Chala went and ministered to him. Um, he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and he is recovering and recovering now and they didn't think he was going to make it. They thought he, he was going to be amputated. Oh man, and the power of God has been all in that situation. So we glorify you, God. We magnify you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Tracy Mosley is another living testimony of God's healing power right here on this devotional, right here on this devotional of miracles, signs and wonders, miracle signs 
signs and wonders being connected to the kingdom and seeing living testimonies. Jess has her own testimony of her suddenly of promotion of increase. We just been seeing God, seeing God, seeing God. I can't wait to to Yara share, shares her testimony, like the power of God, everything that God has been speaking through us and on this devotional is manifesting like it's manifesting like it's manifesting and it's not delayed the favor of god is working on our behalf so y'all better get jesus some praise y'all better get jesus some praise thank you 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 all gates to the enemy are closed and all portals and doors to kingdom are open and the power of god is evident in your life and evident in my life and don't you think nothing less um i often take communion daily and this morning as i was taking communion god was just reminding me that everything was taken care of at the cross and that there is no circumstance or situation that's bigger than jesus right there is no certain circumstance or situation that's bigger than jesus and so we just want to glorify jesus can y'all just a few more seconds thank you 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 the testimonies are coming in and the demonstration and the power of god see god can't give a prophetic word or god can't say give instructions or a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom and we not see the power of god manifest that would make the kingdom a liar and that would make the king a liar and we know that the king of kings is not a liar we know that and so we just got to glorify god and y'all just keep sharing your testimonies remember we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and so thank you for those of you all who've been sharing i'm just grateful for all things that god is doing in jesus name the other night when we were in um bible study the power of god was so strong there healing was manifesting there i heard somebody say i came in and my back was one way and i left better so we're seeing kingdom we're seeing god don't you think god ain't out here operating don't you think that uh, the king, the kingdom is not moving and not working. The kingdom is moving and working. Thank you, Mama Jeanette. Thank you, Donnie McEwen. Donnie, you always know how to make my day. Um, I'm just telling you, don't you think that the power of God is not out there and not working and not moving, right? And, and God is not proving himself to be God. God is proving himself to be God. He is proving himself to be God. We just got to get out of the way and we just got to stand steadfast in the truth of who Jesus is and what happened at the cross. That's what God kept reminding me. He said, everything was defeated at the cross. All manner of sickness, all manner of disease, worry, debt, all of those things were defeated at the cross. And if all of those things were defeated at the cross, then guess what? We in a win-win, baby. We in a win-win situation. We're in a win-win situation. And since we're in a win-win situation guess what we win can you say that this morning i win can you proclaim that out loud i win i win i win you are in the winner's circle you are not defeated debt doesn't have you defeated sickness doesn't have you defeated separation doesn't have you defeated depression doesn't have you defeated the fact your money ain't adding up don't have you defeated what you what you're set up for is a miracle what you set up for is a testimony what you set up to prove that the glory of God will manifest in your life you are in a win-win situation the blood took care of it all I told y'all y'all better get to slanging some blood and standing steadfast in the cross and reminding yourself what the cross did for you the cross already defeated every circumstance every situation and if you've been involved in it guess what just come out of it just come out of it come out of it with a simple repent Lord forgive me right set the record straight and watch the power of God manifest in your life I've seen God he's for us he's not against us if God be for us who can be against us, right? Who can be against us? It's a win-win situation. Even if it looks like it's failing, it's not failing. You just got to understand the power of God in your life. He will restore. He will bring it all back together for his glory. See, I love God. And even though to some people it's hard, that's why we got to persevere. That's why we got to understand that our persecutions are pruning us 
for the win so that when the victory will comes, we won't mishandle the victory, right? Remember in Deuteronomy 8 when he said, look, I'm getting ready to bring you in your land. I'm getting ready to bring you into your plenty. I'm getting ready to bring you into the place in which you need to be brought into. But this is the thing that I need you to remember. Don't forget who brought you out of here. See, your persecution, your suffering, the things that you go to, it prepares you so that when you get to your winner's circle, my God, what a word. When you get to your winner's circle, when you get to the winner's circle, you won't be confused about who got you there. You won't be confused. You won't be able to say it was a door open or somebody gave you a hand up or somebody gave you a leg up. No, it's not going to be anything, but God got me here. It's not going to be anything, but God did this. This is a result of God. It's not going to be because of people, even though he may cause people or favor to come upon you. It's not going to be because of people. It's going to be because of God. And you're going to be able to say, God got me here and God blessed me and God kept kept me. So even when you feel like you're being persecuted or you're going through, right? You're going through. Remember that it's disciplining. It's pruning you and it's preparing you so that when you get to your winner's circle, you glorify God and the glory of God is all over you. You set up for a win-win, baby. It's a win-win. It's a win-win type of situation. You are not defeated. The only way the enemy can make you feel like you're defeated is in your mind. Yeah, only God will be able to get the glory out of what happens next, Yara. Only God, it won't be at the hands of a person. Nobody will be able to put that. As a matter of fact, God is saying to you, I don't want nobody else to put their hands on this. I don't want nobody else to stamp this and say, oh, she's here. Or, oh, he's here because I did this. No, God is going to take you from something that looks destitute to something that's plentiful. God is going to take you. He's going to take you from what looks like barrenness, right? When Ruth, Ruth looked barren. Ruth looked like she couldn't produce anything. Come on now. She looked like she might not never have a baby. It looked like she might not have a, a husband. She was in a foreign land. Luke, Ruth, Ruth looked barren. Ruth went from being barren to ownership. My God, what a word. Ruth went from looking barren to ownership. You hear me? She didn't go. She went from barren. She didn't just have a baby. She, she went, she went from barren. She went from nothing. She went from working in fields until when she connected to her kinsman redeemer. And see, you got to know that that's symbolic for Jesus, right? You, when she connected to her kinsman redeemer, when she connected to Boaz, Ruth went from barrenness to ownership. <laughs> she went from barrenness to ownership. She, she had a baby. She had a husband. She had a land. She had some property. She went from book. Come on now that's powerful within itself you don't go she didn't take no stages God accelerated the situation because of her faithfulness God accelerated the situation because she honored him God accelerated the situation because she honored Naomi God accelerated the situation because she made a decision to humble herself and she didn't complain and she she just sold herself out to God and because God took a situation in which he accelerated her and moved and did. She went to, from barrenness. She had nothing. She didn't even have a place to have her own. She didn't even really have clothes. She had nothing. She was working in the field. She was gleaming in the field. She was grateful for what she had. She wasn't complaining about her little. She was due diligent in her situation. And because she was due diligent in her situation, God took her from barrenness to ownership. She went, she went from barrenness to ownership, right? She focused herself. She was barren in one circumstance. And then the next thing you know, she is, she is owner. She is married to one of the biggest landowners. She is married to one of the biggest bosses in the game. And she produces a baby that is in the heritage and lineage of Jesus Christ because it was foretold in the prophecy. She produces a baby, but not only does she produce the baby, there's a whole lot of benefits that comes with that. So don't worry about your barrenness right now. Persevere. Continue a grace for the end. Ask the Holy Spirit, give me the strength that I need in this circumstance and this situation. Yeah, y'all from the pit to the palace, right? From the pit to the palace, from the fields, my God, to ownership. Do you know how powerful that is? She had land in her name. My God, my God, my God. She had land in her name. So you say to yourself through Christ Jesus, I win. 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 And when the enemy keeps trying to take, and somebody like, oh my life 
light's about to get cut off, it don't matter. I win, right? And if I do, if my light's about to get turned off and I've done absolutely everything that I'm supposed to do, guess what? Jesus got a victory for me. Jesus got a victory for me. And I just got to sit myself and sit down and wait on the victory because I win, right? Come on now. Bearing this to ownership. She had nothing. That's power within that itself in that alone. I love y'all so much. Y'all ready for the word? That ain't even the word today. That that ain't even the word, the word today. That ain't even the word that you're supposed to get today. My God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for encouraging your people today. I thank you. You are sovereign. You are just. You are fair, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. You are faithful, Lord God. You are faithful. You are mighty to save, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for justice. I thank you, Father God, for us getting justice justice in this season. I thank you for the power of God, the protection of God, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God. Lord God, give us wisdom for the increase. Give us wisdom as we are accelerated into our destiny, Lord God, as you are moving us from position to push position. Give us wisdom for the increase, Lord God. Do not let us be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. Do not let us exploit what you are giving us, Lord God. Let us honor you in tithes, but let us honor you in offerings. Give us wisdom for the increase, Lord. Now let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. My God, we thank you for holiness. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for giving us ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord God. You are a sovereign, just, and righteous, and mighty God. You are mighty to save. We love you, Jesus. We love Love you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for being bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace, and by your stripes we are healed, spirit, soul, and, and body, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for our advocator, our comforter, and our truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Do me a favor. Say this. Say, my money ain't funny no more. <laughs> say that. If your money been funny, say, my money ain't funny no more. My, my money ain't funny no more. My money is not funny no more. God is setting the record straight for you financially. Now just pray and ask him to give you the wisdom for the increase so that as he increases you, you won't be faithful. Say that my money ain't, my money ain't funny no more. My money ain't funny. I ain't got no funny money. My money ain't laughing. As a matter of fact, money coming to me from the north, south, east, and west, money has feet on it. My money ain't funny no more. And it's straightening out. And the reason that my money is straightened out is for kingdom. It's not for my selfish gain. It's so that I can take care of the poor. I can take care of the church and I can do absolutely everything that I'm supposed to do for God to get the glory out of my life. My money ain't funny no more in Jesus name. Let me read Psalms 91 over you. And then I'm just going to give you a bit of the word today. Those who live in the shelter of the most high shall abide on the, will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. We got to switch it out. Okay. The Holy Spirit wants us to get it in this version. Come on, Lord. I thank him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He is leading us to the place. Uh, 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 I thank you when I'm reading or he quickens me. Let's go back to, all right. This is my CSB version. It says, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God and him whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you. He'll rescue. I like that. He going to rescue you from the trap. He's going to rescue you from the trap. He's going to rescue you from the trap. You ain't got to worry about no trap. He's going to rescue you from the trap, right? He said he himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror at night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noonday. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked because you have made the Lord my most high, the, your dwelling place. No harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent for he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent because his has his heart set on me. I will deliver him. 
I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue Lakeisha and give her honor. I will satisfy her with long life and show him my salvation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the things that stuck out to me this morning is he himself will rescue you from the bird trap. So you ain't got to worry about no traps. And a lot of times we'll spend too much time worrying about whether or not the enemy, um, oh, I don't want to fall into no trap. I don't want to fall into deception. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. And guess what? You won't fall into a trap. You won't fall into um, destruction. I just thank God for that right now. My money ain't funny no more, right? My money ain't no funny no no more. My money, you got to say that. My money ain't funny no more. My money ain't funny no more. Uh, I just can't wait. And you're not going to fall into the trap. That's the CSB version. I'm not going to fall into the trap. I'm not going to sit around and worry about no traps because God's not going to let me fall into the trap. He's going to give me the wisdom that I need for every circumstance and situation. And so if the enemy is setting a trap for me, guess what? The Lord is going to help me so that I don't fall into the trap. Lord God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for guiding us in all truth. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. I thank you, Father God, for we are walking in holiness. We are walking closer. We have victory and wisdom and guidance and strength in you. So if you're very new or you haven't been on the devotional, we've been learning how to grow in grace, right? And let me tell you what I mean by growing up in grace, understanding that we're not going to get it all right, understanding that it's not perfect, understanding that we may mess up, but understanding that God's grace is sufficient for us. God's grace brings sufficiency in difficult situations. God's grace is patient with us, even when we don't get it all right. And God's grace is given to us freely and it's unmerited and we can never earn it, right? And so we are growing in God's grace on this devotional. We have been learning to rightly divide the word of God so that we can improve in our kingdom walk and become more like Christ. And we are learning to put Jesus Christ at the center of everything and to make God the head of our life. And so we've been studying Ephesians and it's been some tough moments and it's been hard and it's been difficult because God has been opening our eyes and dealing with us in certain circumstances and situations in which we haven't been living right, right? Girl, you ain't been right. Boy, you ain't been right. And, and lingering in those places, but knowing that there was something that wasn't quite right, right? Because once you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit is in you, right? And then once the Holy Spirit is in you, and when you bite off a piece of truth, and truth is the word of God, right? When you bite off a piece of truth, then something in your spirit comes in live and says, oh my gosh, there's some truth in this, right? And so then it begins to tap on you. It begins to worry on you. That's called conviction. It's not condemnation. You begin to think about it a little bit more. You begin to ask yourself, am I really supposed to live like this? Like, God, are you really calling me to live like this? And it's like, yeah, I'm calling you to live like this. Like I'm calling to you to live at higher levels. And the thing is, I'm calling you to live at higher levels so that you won't be caught up in the trap. My God, because the trap is so real. You see that? You see how the Holy Spirit did it? I'm calling you at higher levels so that you don't get caught up in the trap because he or she or Lakeisha or Jess or DeShannon or Berta or Annie or Tasha or whoever, right, lives in the secret place of the most high, then you can't get caught up in the trap. Well, when you living in the trap, right, or you in the trap, or you hanging out with the trap, or you hanging around the trap, it's hard for God to protect you in the trap. Now, angels can intervene, God can do whatever he wants to, but when we are participating in behaviors or live or open or living at a lower standard than our kingly selves, then what it does is it gives the enemy opportunity to advance. And so when we are living in the trap, what it does is the enemy, the hordes of hell fight against our purpose. The hordes of hell fight against our destiny because they long to keep us in the trap. But when we elevate ourselves and make a decision, you know what? I'm coming out of sin. I'm coming out of this stuff. I'm not getting ready to live like this. Then, then the trap 
has less hold on us. Like the trap has less, the trap has less hold on us. Yeah, that's good. Higher levels above the storms. The trap don't have the influence. The trap don't have the effect. The trap isn't like, uh, see, if you ain't from the hood, you might not understand the trap house. I'm just helping you today. The trap doesn't, can't snare. The trap can't entangle you. So let me help you for some of those of y'all that hang around the trap. Um, but you may not really be doing anything. See, and I got some legal counsel on here. If you are caught in a situation, right? Like if you were hanging at the trap house and you might not be with drugs, you might not be into drugs, you might not be involved in drugs. You might just be there visiting your cousin, them or whoever. When that's why the, the scripture says shun the very presence of evil. When cops come in, right? When cops come in, when they come in the door, when the cops come in the door, they're not going to ask you if you've been participating in the behavior. They're going to automatically assume that you're guilty by association. That's what they're going to assume, baby. That's what they're going to say. They're going to assume that you're guilty about association. So you may not be participating in the behavior, but you may still be dwelling and hanging out around the trap house because it's familiar, because it's comfortable, because that's where all your cousins do. Your mama might even be in the trap house, right? I'm going to help you with something today. Your mama might be the person in the trap house. Your daddy might be the person in the trap house. Your best friend might still be the person in the trap house, right? Those might be the people that's hanging around the trap house. But I'm just telling you, if the law enforcement come into the house, you're guilty by association. You're, you're guilty. You're going to be as guilty. You're going to pick up a charge. As a matter of fact, if a murder occurred, a rape occurred, you're going to still get the consequences for being connected or around the trap house. And so what we've been, yeah, everybody's going down. So what we've been what we've been learning is to live above the trap. <laughs> That's what we've been learning. I don't know who this is for. Sometimes God has to make it plain in a specific way. And if you don't understand what the trap is, this is any area, like a trap house is a drug house for those of my friends that may not get it. But I had to bring it this way for someone in particular. So I'm going to deliver it how God told me to deliver it this morning. So you become guilty by association. And sometimes it's difficult for us to break from those relationships, right? We we don't want to break from those relationships because they usually involve relationships that are very help that, that we love people we love. So I need to give you this, right? This we're back. We're still in Ephesians. And that's really what I wanted to talk to you about, right? Well, I wanted to talk to you about this day. It says with Ephesians five, eight through 12, it says for, for you were once darkness, but now you are in our light in the Lord walk as children of the light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done of them by spirit. So we are not in darkness anymore. You accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, right? And we already know what that darkness is, fornication, adultery, uncleanliness, covetousness, right? Being disobedient. We've already recognized what the darkness is. We've already dealt with what the darkness is. And so he's saying, now that you're enlightened, now that you know better, you do better, right? You can't hang out in the trap house. You can't be connected or around people that are, that are like, so I got to help you understand what happens when the trap house is your house, right? Uh, what happens when the trap house is your house? What happens when the trap house, what happens when the trap house contains the people you love? What happens when you're in a circumstance or a situation and it involves the people you love? How do you keep yourself from being in darkness when it involves the people you love? When it's your mama that owned the trap house or when it's your daddy or whoever it is that's participating in these fruits of darkness are the people you love because he says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works, right? Of darkness. He says, have absolutely no fellowship, but rather expose them instead of associating with ungodliness we're supposed to expose it however right we don't do this for the purpose of talking about them you don't come become enlightened and then start alienating and isolating and dogging out all your family and friends that's not what this is about it's not even for you to put your mouth on them. It's not even for you to judge them. It's for you to separate yourself so that you can be in position and pray them out. It's for you to separate yourself so that you can be light in a dark area, right? It says, so however we do, we don't do this. We're not doing this to be shaming people. We're not doing this. This is so that we can educate ourselves so that we can avoid 
the fruits of darkness, right? So that we can, we can avoid the fruits of darkness. We're trying to avoid the fruits of darkness. And so Paul is careful to tell us, he said, look, you need to, um, you, you, you got to avoid this. You got to be, he didn't say you to you for you to avoid the people. He didn't say for you to avoid the people. He said, what you got to do is you got to avoid the fruits of darkness. And we're going to talk next week about working, walking more in light. So what is God saying to us in here? And I love Jesus because he's so intentional with us by coming to us and saying, look, I need you to understand this. I need you to separate yourself from anything that does not look like me, right? Anything. Let's go to Luke 14 um, and 26, right? He says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple, right? Right? It's not saying... He's not saying to hate them in that manifestation, but what he's saying is he's relating it to the metaphor. And he's saying if he's relating it as a metaphor saying, if you're going to really come after me, if you're really going to have to come after me, if you're really getting ready to be sold out, if you're really getting ready to live like Christ, then you're going to have to, that's 14 and 26. You're going to have to separate yourself, right? You're going to have to separate yourself. You're not going to be able to hold these relationships higher than you hold me. You're not going to be able to hold these relationships. And, and the way that God taught it to me is if there is any relationship that you are connected to in which that person can potentially turn on you, then that relationship can't be held higher than God. And some of us will say, oh my gosh, my mom would never turn me or my dad would never turn, turn on me. Well, the scripture told us in the last days, you're going to see mother fighting against daughter. You're going to see father fighting against son. You're going to see disruption between you and your cousin. And if any of you have paid attention as you have begun to elevate higher, as you have begun to um, become more serious about God, the people that are uncomfortable with this don't want to have anything to do with you anyway. So, so Jesus is saying to them, he said, you're going to have to count the cost of being my disciple. Cause that's what else that that's the other part of what he tells them when he talks about where you're going to build a house. He said, you're going to have to count the cost of being my disciple. If you're really going to be me, you're going to have to give up everything. So I'm asking you to be faithful. See, you can't be in a relationship with me in a relationship with them. You can't, that's what he said. He said, you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to be in a relationship with them in relationship with me. You're not going to be able to do it. And can I tell you something? I could get into this whole thing about Eagles. You don't have to make a public announcement. You don't have to cut them off. You don't have to be all ugly. All you got to do is act at elevated heights. Like if you begin to act at elevated heights, those people will become uncomfortable with you anyway. If you begin, they'll stop inviting you places anyway. You act, So if it's your mom, if it's your brother, how do I deal with circumstances and situations where the people that I love are the people that are participating in, in deeds and darkness and, and things that I cannot participate in? How do I walk in love with them and at the same time not participate in the darkness? You don't have, first of all, you don't have to go all the time where they go. And sometimes we don't like the feeling, come on, Holy Spirit of isolation. And because we don't like the feeling of isolation, um, we, we, we don't, when they go places, we can't go. So when the God, God started dealing with me, God started dealing with me about the places that I was going. He started, he started asking me questions about my ministry, asking me, would you want to see your pastor here? Asking me, um, um, does this look good? There's a scripture that says shun the very presence of evil. Just find that scripture for me. And so he began to ask me, he said, does it look, does it look right for you to be in these places? It doesn't mean that you're in these places doing absolutely anything wrong, but do, does it look right for you to be in places? Would this, um, would this lead a new convert into the wrong direction? Right. Would this, would this, would this cause someone else to sin? And so when he started asking me those questions, the Holy Spirit started prompting me that there were certain places that I couldn't hang. There were certain behaviors that I couldn't exhibit anymore. And so I began to just begin to process this, but he wasn't giving me this information so that I could start acting better than the people around me. And so I had to begin to ask God, show me how to navigate these relationships. Right. I have friends and families family members who smoke, who drink, who cuss, who gamble. And I'm like, Lord, how do I still go and love on my family? And he said to me, he said, sometimes you're not going to be able to go. 
depending on what the, the environment is, depending on what, what, what you invite me into, sometimes you're not going to be able to go. Like sometimes you're not going to be able to be a part, but you don't have to decline the invitation acting like super holy. You just simply have to say, I can't go right. You don't have to get into explanation. One of the most mistakes we meet me is we always trying to explain our relationship with God to somebody else. Like we're always trying to explain our relationship and we ain't got to do it. I, I can't go. I, I, I can't, I can't go. Be, and, and that's it. I cannot go. I can't associate you. I can't, I can't associate myself with unfruitful deeds of darkness. No, I just cannot go or I can't participate that. Or what happens when you walk into someone else's house and they're doing something that you don't know, you don't need to be involved with. You have to make the decision to walk out. So where Jesus is saying, I'm commanding you, you hate your father and your mother. What he's saying to you is I'm requiring you to prioritize our relationship with Jesus over your parents, over your siblings and over your family members, because the goal is to get them to love and follow God, not love and follow you. And so I have been in circumstances and situations. So, so yeah, no is a standalone word, period. No, I can't go. It's a standalone word. So does that mean if my friends and family invite me to dinner, I can't go because I know that they're drinking. No, absolutely wrong. I go all the time and friends are drinking. They're drinking. I'm not drinking, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking. They're drinking. They don't, they can drink. I'm not going to drink because that's the mandate that God put on my life. But it doesn't mean that I go and I start looking at everybody at the table and judging their drinking or anything else. That's not my business. That's between them and God. But what God has said to me is this is your standard for living. So let me tell you, one of my sons was in a very awkward situation and he's been in this situation a few times. And he said to me, I, well, I noticed he was isolated from some friends and I sent, we were in a public situation and I sent him a text. I said, but what's up? What's up? Like, why are you off to yourself? And he said, because they're talking about things that I don't want to talk about. And I watched him separate himself. And I said, are you okay with being separate? And he said, ma'am, most definitely I'm okay with being separate because I know what's going on right now is not glorifying God. Like I know what's going on right now. I don't even need it to be planted in my spirit, in my ears so that I, my, my thoughts even go in that direction. And I'm looking at this kid going, if you have the wisdom to do this, to know this, right? If you have the wisdom to know that you have to, so he didn't act ugly. He didn't chastise them. He didn't say, yeah, I don't need to be talking about that. He removed himself from the situation and said, it isn't best for me to be around these conversations. It isn't best for me to be in this circle. It isn't best for me to be a part of this because I know this is the unfruitful works of darkness. And that's what Paul was saying. He was like, you have no business participating. And so you have to put yourself in a position where you separate yourself, right? And not from the point of talking about something, but I have got to guard myself against the works of darkness. Even in the time of testimony and even in the time of research, right? Even in the time. So when we level up, yeah, we separate ourselves and pray and we got to be okay. Even if it's your mama, like you got to be okay. If your mama is not going in the direction of where God has told you, you got to be okay. And it doesn't mean you beat her up. And I know the persecution can really come from parents and really come from friends. And they try to make you feel bad about what God is saying to you. Right. Or even if like God called you to go to a certain church or to participate in a certain ministry, or God told you to be on the devotional every day, or God told you to be a Bible study, whatever God is calling you higher to that does not align with what everybody else thinks you got to choose God over them or you're letting them Lord over you and they become your God. And you can, if you know you're in a circle with people and they taking you into places God told you not to, you got to elevate yourself and come out. I'm going to share with you a testimony about a woman of God. Okay. I'm not using her name. I'm just going to use her story and we're going to close here. Um, she, she was in a circumstance and a situation in which she had been praying for her husband to be delivered 
from a particular group of people. And she began to pray. And, but one of the things she realized, right? One of the things that she realized was she had to separate herself from the environment. So she made a decision to separate herself. She was like, you know what? I can't continue to participate. I can't continue to go to this because the only reason she was dealing with it was kind of because of her husband. And so she made a decision to come out. As soon as she made a decision to come out of the group and get out on the outside of the group, she began to pray and intercede for the group. And when she began to pray, pray, pray and intercede for the group and she began to pray and intercede for her husband, guess what happened? A few, I'm just being honest, like it, it was in no time, like a few weeks later, he made a decision to separate himself from the group. She didn't have to bash him. She didn't have to talk about him. She didn't have to dog him out about his friends. She positioned herself. She separated herself and she positioned herself in prayer. And then God did the work, rest of the work. The Holy Spirit used to, you cannot afford to compromise yourself for friendships. You cannot even afford to compromise yourself as your mama. If someone is living outside of God's very best or God's will or what kingdom says, you just got to figure out how to separate yourself, right? You got to just figure out how to position yourself to come out of those relationships. And those relationships are hard because they usually involve people that we love. But the end, at the end of the day, what you have to ask yourself is, I, am I making this relationship God in my life? Right? Am I relation, re, rela, making this relationship God in my life? Have I made this person God? Am I so busy trying to please this person and be in this relationship with this person that I'm willing to compromise my relationship with God when Jesus has already told me, no, nah, you got to hate your mother, your father, and whoever else if it's going to keep you, right? If it's going to keep you, what he was saying is you're going to have to deny yourself and you're going to have to surrender and you're going to have to surrender these relationships and trust that I will restore these relationships. Trust that if you're in light and we're going to talk about being light next week, what the light does and how the light expels the darkness, trusting that if I position myself and I get in position, then those people will come. And that's exactly when she got in position, then her husband came and things, things around them just have been improving tremendously. But her position was to separate herself and pray. So you got to make God first in everything. You got to look at this closer and look at the contrast between God's love, right? There was, there's a different type of love there and, and understand it's okay to separate yourself. It's okay to deny yourself and never to compromise yourself for the sake of relationship or to be with the in crowd or to be popular. I hope that makes sense. I hope that helps you today. I hope that makes sense, right? I hope that helps you today. So we got to deal with the fruits of darkness. We can't be a part of it. You cannot pray for what you are partaking in. You cannot, you cannot pray for what you partake in. You cannot. So you just got to make, make a decision for God. I'll live and for God, I'll die and for God, I'll stand and I'll make God first. And I'll position God to be first. And anybody that can't follow me to the altar, then they're not for me anyway. That, that's what your position got to be. If they can't follow me to the altar, if I got to separate myself, if I got to isolate myself, if I got to position myself into what God has told me, if someone cannot go with me, if someone is not going to walk into holiness with me, then it's okay for me to separate myself, not to shame them, not to talk about them, not to dog them out, to simply put myself in the position of what I know God said to me, because right then it may be my personal conviction. It may not be their personal conviction. They may not be convicted of this yet. They may not understand what the word says and they can be in church all their life and still not have revelation of what the word really says about this situation. Like they can be in church all their life and have no clue that this is what the word said to the, says about this situation or understand the levels to holiness. And when you get revelation of it, you just ask God, Lord, give me the strength to walk and deal in these relationships. Show me how to be in these relationships. Show me how to live holy. Show me how to be separate, right? Show me how to separate myself so that I'm not in relationships or participate. It's not so much the relationship. It is the relationship. If the relationship is causing you to be ungodly, if the relationship is causing you to be ungodly, you've definitely got to separate yourself, but you're not to separate yourself from people. You're supposed to be separating yourself from ungodly darkness, things that doesn't do not glorify God, things that 
things that are covetous, things that are alter, uh, um, idolatry, things that adultery, all of that fornicator, the unclean person, you got to separate yourself so that you can walk at higher levels in what God is calling you to do. I love y'all so much, but more than anything, it's the weekend, baby. It's the weekend. I'm a basketball mom. I got a, um, I got basketball this weekend. Hey, single you is coming. Single you is coming. Single you is coming. I'm going to teach you how to leave, live single, saved and sanctified. Single you is on your way. So be looking for the announcements so that you can join single you, single university. And I'm going to take you through 10 weeks of sanctifying yourself and teaching you how to live your best, healthy, single self. Right. I'm going to teach you how to do this so that you can be successful in your singleness. So it's coming, it's coming, it's coming and it's coming. So look for the announcements, look for the link, because we are only going to take 25 people in this first group. And but girl, if you want to learn how to be single, be saved, be healthy, right? Single you is coming. It's coming really, 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 really soon. So pay attention to the link, pay attention to the announcements. Thank you for all of those that have given. I made, listen, I made the drop off to Salvation Army yesterday and man, they were so grateful. So we're going to keep getting what we need, right? We're going to keep getting what we need. Um, for the Salvation Army. So don't forget to make your donations. Don't forget about your partnership. I dropped off diapers. We need diapers, three, four, five, six. Um, this story about the diapers almost broke my heart. So diapers, washing powder, and Drew Projects needs all your feminine hygiene products. And I sent out an email. I love y'all so much. But more than anything, God loves you. God loves you. God love y'all. Lift me up. I gotta go speak tomorrow. I'm speaking to an organization. I'm speaking at a church tomorrow about um, the benefits of being single. Right? The be the benefits of being single. I'll be speaking tomorrow. So y'all lift me up so that I give only what God wants me to give of myself. We got basketball games this weekend. We got tournaments this weekend. I am a single mom, and so sometimes my weekends run. And we got basketball tournaments tomorrow. The boys are in basketball. I love y'all so much but more than anything, guess what? God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. I feel like starting to chant. God loves you. God loves you, right? You need to know that. You need to say that. You need to walk in that. You need to own that, that God loves you so much. He loves you way more than I can. And he demonstrated this, right? He demonstrated this um, in Jesus Christ. I love y'all so, so much more than anything. God loves you. I see you back here Monday morning. Invite someone in, share this video. Remember you can separate yourself. You are not supposed to be if your mama, whoever it is, is in things that the Lord has told you, you cannot afford to be a part of that, right? Because you're guilty by association, right? You're guilty by association. I'll see y'all back in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.